What's up, what's up, what's up? I'll be the one and only Tennessee, and this is Murphy. <clears throat> Damn, <laughs> my bad. Voice just went straight out. What's up? I'll be the one and only Tennessee Slim, and this is Murphy Talk. Today on Murphy Talk, we're talking about no life. No, I understand that. At first, let me get y'all to. Uh, I guess getting the same mindset as me Now I'm a street dude I came from nothing And For the longest I was smart with my money As a kid My mama My mama rest in peace She was a mm, She wasn't the goodest woman But That means she had her moments That's why I know As a kid I knew that my mama did wrong, but still, you couldn't say nothing bad about my mama. You couldn't do nothing bad about to my mama. As a young man, I stood up to a lot of adults because of my mama. I don't give a damn if you was the biggest drug dealer. If you fucking my mama and you say something disrespectful, I'm standing up. I don't care how old I am. If I felt like something is wrong, I spoke my mind. I don't care who you is. My mama is my mama. Now I say this because My mama wasn't always the best woman She had her moments And one thing that I do appreciate my mama was My mama gave my brothers $150 Gave all of us $150 And by her giving us $150 All my brothers are going get joins Bam, that $150 is gone Well I was smart I ain't like to be walking around broke Especially I never met the nigga Jordan So I go down to the local flea market Buy a pair of shoes One pair $20 And this was like Early about Late 90s Mid 90s Some shit like that Local flea market $20 Well I just Gave them $20 No tax No nothing So that means I got $130 in my pocket or I go to the mall. The most expensive shoes that I got with the $150 was maybe like $60. So I still got money in my pocket. Now, let's go back. I was raised in the streets, brought up in the streets. I mean, I got family members that's got good values and all this. But all the way around, I mean, I was in the streets with it. I learned about drugs and guns and all this other shit because I was in the streets at a young age. Picture whoever's listening to this. No, I'm sorry about that for yawning, but whoever's listening to this, when you was eight years old, what was you doing? Shit, at the age of eight years old, shit, I can walk anywhere. I can go anywhere. I just had to be back home at a certain time. And that was only at my grandmama's house. But any other place, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, at my daddy's house, I'm out. My mama's house, I'm out. Now, my grandmama, she was that streetlight woman. So if I woke up on Saturday, early in the morning, I get out the house, bam. But shit, I can make it, shit, I can make it in Mississippi, chilling in Mississippi, but as long as I'm back before them street lights on, nothing won't be said. Now, I'm saying I'm bringing all this stuff up to get y'all in the mind frame 
my whole life, you know, I did everything on my own. 90% of my life, I did it on my own. I mean, I sold drugs. I did a couple of other criminal activities. But when you hear people saying that they got it out the mud, shit, I got it out the mud. And if it wasn't no mud to be getting it out of, then I'm getting it out your pocket. Now, at one point in time... I was selling drugs so goddamn good that I was walking around like I was Frank Lucas. Man, I had you no, know, maybe one or two people walking around as my bodyguard. I was flashing. I mean, I buy a car. Same day I bought the car, I'm paying that car off right then and there. Cash. Take that car that I just got that same day, put the speakers on it. And if I see rims that I like, I'm grabbing them bitches too. And this is all in 24 hours. I'm a street dude. Well, the last six years, the last six years, actually, I'm going to say it happened before then. Before then, you know, um, I met a wonderful woman. I mean, that was my ex-wife. Me and her had our ups and downs. And... I still have love for her right to this day because she's good with my kids, wonderful. But she wasn't wonderful with me. So I learned nobody in the streets lasts forever. So I started learning different business adventures. So I took some of my street money. I learned no different stuff so I can survive. Now, the last five years... I've been working a nine to five. Now, don't get me wrong, I have dipped my toe back into my old ways because, you know, we're a creature of habits. If it's working, I mean, we're going to go back to it eventually. But I've been busting my ass, you know, working two jobs, sometimes working two jobs and doing other shit. You know, uh, I was in, I had my own uh, security business. I... I started out, I bought my first security system for my house. You know, my friends was coming over and people was coming over for tattoos. That was another thing that I learned. And they see the security system and they're like, man, how much you pay for it? Well, I tell them, they're like, damn, shit, you need to give me one. So after I done heard like six or seven people say that, I went to the same people that I bought my first security system from and I made a deal with them like, hey, I bought this one for this price, but I'm going to buy 10 of them, but I want a discount. So, when I did that, that made me realize, hey, it's a lot of money to be made just by retail. Now, in the process so that, I'm doing tattoos, people are call my phone or somehow some way people reach me and I'm selling them security systems and sometimes when I'm passing out my tattoo flyers I'm passing out my security flyers so my business card had no Tennessee Slim no tattoos Tennessee Slim security or Tennessee Slim tattoos and security systems so I'm making money now it goes to show I never asked my family for nothing. I never was that guy. So now 
I'm 33 years old. Now, since I'm 33 years old, you no, know, I work my ass off. I try to do good by everybody, and I try to do what it takes, whatever it takes. Now, I understand people are going to have their moments that they're going to need help. There's no way around it. Everybody's going to need help. Now, in the process of that, I'm 33 years old. I done bust my ass to get to my very first place on my own. I mean, I copped out the money for this three-bedroom trailer. Uh, refrigerator I'm renting. Um, Wi-Fi. Everything that you would want just to start out. Just the very basics. I mean, and... I'm at that point that shit I need some help so I'm reaching out to family members and I'm letting them like hey no it's serious no I need a little help and it's funny that me getting to this age and not asking nobody else for help nah, no I take that back I asked my grandmama for some help six months ago for my storage building. And the only reason that I did that is because I, me and the person that I was staying with, you know, we get in an argument. I end up like, fuck it, it's too much, I need to leave. Before then, I was helping this person with her bills, and I wasn't my girlfriend, nothing, just a friend. Helping her with all her bills and everything, but trying to treat me like a kid when I'm clearly done been through a lot of shit before I turned 13. And I understand that everybody don't have it. And I understand everybody work hard for what they got and what they want. Trust me, I'm one of them people. The one of the hardest things not to do is to go back to my old ways. I know that Let's say I'm going to take one of my family members. I got a cousin, makes good money at her job. Cool and fine and dandy. What she make in a year, let's say she makes 50000 in a year. I can make 50000 in three months or less. And that's just me not even trying. It's just me just bullshitting around with it. I'm smart. I know the streets. I know the rules. You follow my rules. Everybody gets what they want. I want money. You want your product. Everybody gets it. Now I'm trying to do everything the right way. And again, I don't ask nobody for a handout because I feel like if I ask you for a handout, sooner or later we're going to get in an argument. And when we get in an argument, you're going to throw that in my face. And I hate that. If we family, we do stuff to make sure each other is better. So, a couple of my family members, when I was you know, doing my shit, they'll call me, hey, can you help me? Cool. I got the money. I'm going to bullshit around with it anyway. Here you go. Bam. Never worry about it. But it, 
comes down to right now, today. I moved to a new city that's three hours and 30 minutes away from my hometown. I'm still in Tennessee, but I'm just a long way because I figured out of all the shit that I did in my city, people kind of still look, actually people do still look at me as that same thug. And I'm like, for five years, I didn't had a job faithfully. Either one, mostly two. I didn't had a job. And I bust my ass trying to keep myself on the right page. Now, again, today at this moment as I'm recording this, I'm reaching out to my family. I'm like, hey, I need help. I mean, I have this place. I've been up here for three months. I only had my place for maybe a month. Now, actually, I put the deposit down for this place two months ago. Then I moved in a month after I put it in, I put the deposit in, because I didn't want him to sell it or let nobody else get it. And I need a vehicle. The town that I'm in is no buses, is no Ubers. It's either you have a car or you don't have a job. So I need a car. I have a vehicle that's in Nashville that I was slowly making payments on. I mean, they put a brand new transmission in it. That transmission cost me like 2500 So I've been slowly, uh, yeah, it's about 2500 I've been slowly making payments because you understand, I just moved to a new city. So when I moved up here, I went from a, a hotel to a friend's house. Then that didn't work out. And then I met a new person. I moved to their house. That didn't work. So I tried to make as much money as possible. Since I've been up here, the height of my career, I had two jobs. The day that the vehicle that I had got wrecked, I picked up a third job. And this, they told me, hey, you're hired at this third job. So I'm looking at it, the sky's the limit. I'm for the goddamn and make bank. I mean, me and my landlord done worked out a good deal for my rent. Lights and water done, internet done. I'm good. The vehicle gets wrecked. Once the vehicle get wrecked, I knew that it was the end of me climbing that that status. Now I'm in a position I'm trying to hold my place, I'm trying my best not to go back to my city because I have no couple of felonies on my background. And if anybody who knows about a felony, if you want to stay in a good neighborhood somewhere that your kids would be proud of, you're not going to do it with no felony. You're going to have to put that in somebody else's name. Cool, fine and dandy. I tried that just so I can be closer to my kids. That shit didn't really work out too well. So that's why I moved, you know, three hours and 30 minutes away. I bust my ass to get to this point. Now I need my vehicle. 
I have fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred to pay for my vehicle. Now, me being the person that I am, I want to make money. I like to make my own money. I don't want no handout because handouts comes with consequences. Now. A lot of places that I done lived at, I met people that don't have no felonies. And they always say, man, I can't even find a job. First thing, I'm looking at them like, how? I have two felonies. I have aggravated robbery. I have aggravated kidnapping. Yes, I'm telling you, I was really in them streets like that. So, on top of that, any time that I have went to jail... None of my family have put money on my books. None of my family have put money on the phone. I did it all on my own. Thanks to my ex-wife, too. I am not going to take nothing away from her. It was just me and her all the way. Well, again, me and her split up. I'm doing everything on my own. I'm busting my ass to try to do better for my kids. And trying my best not to go back to my old ways. And see, with my old ways, I moved totally different. With my old ways, I had uh, I had one or two people with me at all times. I was a convicted felon, so I never carried a gun on me. I let my peoples carry a gun. They were no felonies, so the police pulled us over. I knew they was going to take their charge. Since them not being felons, they weren't going to really get shit. So... I was smart I had different places That I can go to That was around Tennessee Not around Tennessee But around Nashville That I can just disappear to If you in the Nashville area Clarksville What's up Millersville What's up White House Springfield What's up Hendersonville What's up Dixon Franklin What's up Bellevue Ashland City What y'all doing um, Murfreesboro What's going on Those are the places that I had to I could just Pick up the phone Or I didn't even had to pick up the phone Because when I was in the streets I mean my ex-wife knew that Hey I disappeared So Not saying that it's right But I was one of them dudes I'm doing so good in these streets You know uh, Doughboys Money, girls, come. Girls and money, they're going to come with that doughboy lifestyle. So I can just pull up in one of these small towns. I had the key to these people's houses. Matter of fact, when I was driving around in my dashboard, I at least had 10 keys. I mean, like house keys. Like 10 house keys so I can pull up in Dixon. They're not even knowing that I'm coming there. And I just pull up, unlock the door. I had a room. Murfreesboro, I had a room. Springfield, Hendersonville, uh, Franklin. I had a key to these people's houses. And I can just pull up, me, my little mistress, pull up, unlock the door, go and chill. Now, it sounds good, but... As I got older, you no know, doing the math and everything, me watching my back every time, me have to 
have somebody around me and then me like to disappear. I didn't want it to be, you know, one of these people that supposed to end up protecting me would be one of the motherfuckers that end up killing me. So when I left that lifestyle alone, I, I left it alone at the right time. I mean, all my brothers have did more than five years in prison. I never had that, thank God, knock on wood. Oh, shit. Yeah, well. But I try my best to do, uh, to think ahead and try to move ahead. Like I said, I don't know no drug dealers that's 40 years old that's still in the dope game. So now back to right now today, I worked my ass to get to this. I mean, I worked two jobs to get to this place that I'm at. So my rent, it was six fifty. So you had to have six fifty for a deposit, six fifty for the first month's rent. So that's thirteen hundred. That's no lights, no water. That's thirteen hundred. So you had to have the two hundred for the deposit for your lights. So I put that on there. Fifty dollars for the water. So that's $1,550. That's lights, water, first month's rent, and the deposit. $1,550. I did all that. Plus my internet bill at 75 Did that. My phone bill that's uh, $50. Did that. Now on top of that, I didn't want to come up to a, a city that I had to sweet talk some girl. So when I came up here, I came up here, I brought a girl with me. So I'm trying to take care of all this other stuff. But in the process, before I got this place, I made sure she had food, made sure I had food, clean clothes. You know what I mean? I made sure both of us were straight. And again... I don't want nobody to think that that she if I didn't have her I would have the money for my truck and again she really didn't cost not really nothing I'd say maybe like $300 but I'm like cool I mean when I'm at work when I'm working these two jobs I got somebody who's at Wherever we stand there, she's washing my clothes. I mean, she's making sure I got something to eat, cook. Uh, I hate sleeping alone. I always had a female in the bed with me, so... It was a warm body in the bed. And then I'm a guy. I like, <laughs> I'm a guy. All my parts work, so... Instead of me having to sweet talk some other girl... I mean, I have some that I can, you know, get my rocks off with. Now, I'm 33 years old. I'm finally starting to ask for help this year. And it just seems like people, people look at me, not just anybody. I can understand anybody 
a random person looking at me this way, but it's, it looks like my family looks at me as that same drug dealer. Now, my grandmama, she's an older woman. I mean, I done seen her struggle. I done seen, you know, where she done came from and where she's at now. And I don't take nothing from her, and I'm not saying nothing bad on her, but she's married. And her husband, who she's married to, and I watched him, and I noticed he only says shit like the slick shit when my grandmama's not around. It's just like early this year, I had a food truck idea. It was $1,000 for the food truck. Well, my truck was already in the shop, and that's, I started you know, paying out, trying to pay some money on it as much as possible. Sometimes I missed a month, sometimes I missed two months, but I tried to pay as much as possible, especially with my kids. I try to spend time with my babies, you no know, five kids. Trust me, it's a lot of money every time we go out and do something, so I try to do what I can with that. And knowing that I'm trying to do everything to make my life better, when I brought up the food truck, I can't remember the exact words, but in so many words, he was like, I'm not, I don't want to go in business with you. And he made it seem like he didn't want to go in business with me because he felt like that I'm a scammer or some shit. Now, I never scammed nobody out of no money. My business, any business that I did was up front, and it was just up front. Whatever you. Whatever we discuss, that's what you got. And he said something about that, I'm going to say maybe earlier this year. And in the past, no, he have said something, but when I was in the streets, I didn't really give a fuck because I was like, shit, you don't pay none of my bills. You're not helping me. You, you don't do nothing for me. The only thing you do is take care of my grandmama or help take care of my grandmama. I know I thank you for that, but when you're trying to say something about my lifestyle, I give two fucks. I'm not close to you. I mean, I show you respect because of my grandmama. But if my grandmama ever told me to get you, I'm going to get you. I, that's my grandmama. Now, and it, it bothers me now because I'm doing the right thing. And I know because of the times that me knowing him and the little slick shit that he has said, I'm like, okay, I know you don't like me. Even if I'm doing good, I know you always going to look at me the same way. And I'm cool with that. I don't want your praises. But don't say that we're a family. Don't say that... Don't say that we family. Don't say that you did anything for me because all of this is false. It's not true. I worked my ass off legit. Now, I mean, I'm going to say legal and illegal. And that's from the past, the present. I mean, I did whatever I needed to do. And I'm 33 years old and I'm starting now to ask for help.
Now It hurts Now because I've been busting my ass Trying to clean up my image That's another reason why I moved to another city I mean They used to call me Um A certain name in my city When I moved I left that name in my city When I meet people now Yes ma'am, no ma'am Yes I'm a family man No, I don't think I want to do is make money for my kids Take care of my kids And if I have a girl in my bed I'm going to make sure that she's straight too That's just What my grandmama And that's what all the older women That my grandmama had me around that's the kind of what they installed in me. Plus, you know, my godparents, they uh, installed that into me, too. Um, if I have sex with a girl and she have a kid, I treat that kid just like that's my kid. That's the right thing to do. And it's kind of fucked up that out of all my kids... If I go back and think about everything, I mean, I never get too many phone calls. Hey, you no, know, we having a family get together, bring the kids, or we doing this, you no, know, bring the kids, or doing whatever. I don't really get that too many that reach out and let me know what's going on. So when it comes down to that. I mean, my grandmama, she does what she can. I love that woman. She's a strong black woman. I love her for that. And I don't know, my whole life I kind of felt like that we say we family. Not to my grandmama. Not to my, this is not towards my grandmama at all, but it's towards a lot of my family members. Like, I come from a, a huge ass family. But if you got all my family in one room, I'm going to say, let's say maybe 100 people in Nashville. That's my family. We got a, every last person in my family in one room. Could you name all of my kids? Now, if I remember correctly, I think my, I have a big cousin that's named Ladybug. I can name all her kids. All of them. I'm pretty sure she couldn't even name all of my kids. Um, she have a brother that's named Man. Well, we call him Man. I, at a, up to a certain point, when he had his second, his second child, I knew. Maybe his third child After that I kind of fell off with those names But Out of those hundred people That's in that room Some but maybe three or four of them Can tell you Every last kid That I have Like they'd be like Oh This is Stormy This is Aaliyah This is Liliana This is Nyla Grayson and Jada and my kids I just said my kids name and those names are not in order if I was going to do them in order it would be Jada Stormy Aaliyah uh, Liliana 
Grayson, Nyla. That's six kids, and that's in order. A hundred people in my family, and only but three or four could probably name my kid. It's only but four people that I actually try to stay in contact with. I had a motherfucker just like maybe I'm gonna say seven years ago I ran into a person I knew this motherfucker was kin to me we in Walmart we in the self checkout they keep looking at me I keep looking at them at the time I'm in the streets I got one of my peoples with me they actually one of my peoples recognized the motherfucker kept looking at me and once I looked at him, I had, for the first five minutes of me, you know, checking out, because, you know, I got my back turned to the, the self-checkout because I got my niggas with me. They watching my back. And I'm like, hey, man, this motherfucker keep looking at you. So the first five minutes I'm looking at them, I didn't, I didn't know who they was. So after five minutes, I'm still scanning. That person is still scanning. And I'm looking at them like, okay, this motherfucker is something kin to me. But that person couldn't even tell you that I was kin to them. And instead of me going up to you, that person, I'm like, hey, I mean, I think you my cousin. Matter of fact, I know you my cousin because uh, my Aunt Nancy, I want to say it's your mama, or I know you because of my Aunt Nancy. But I didn't do that. I just left it alone. I'm like, shit, the motherfuckers really... Wanted to say something to me, they would. Or if they was going to do some shit, they could. And it's kind of like heartbroken. Like right now, I have a cousin, and she's not even my biological cousin. I have a cousin that's named Sweet Pea. <laughs> that's what we call her, Sweet Pea. <laughs> And I'm telling you, she don't even like Sweet Pea, so I don't know why in the fuck we call her Sweet Pea. But I have a cousin. She calls and check on me, cuz I ain't heard from you in a while. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. When I'm really emotional and I'm just going through my feelings, I mean, I call her. I look at her. I know she's my cousin, but she's been more of a mother figure and been more consistent in my life. Than anybody So I'm Looking at her No I I just called her Just like Three or four days ago And I'm trying my best To hold myself together But She can tell Something's wrong And I'm Like Telling her Like pleading to her But not pleading to her But just opening up to her Just kind of using her As a therapist Yeah just using her as a therapist Like look cuz Man all this shit that I done went through I just got my first place There's no drug money involved I didn't have to do nothing Crazy to get this place I work Every job that I go to I end up have to leave For some reason I mean Even if I was in Nashville Every job that I have had Since I've been working a legit job will let me come back with no problem. 
Because one, they know I'm a hard worker. Then I like to work. Me just sitting around, that's going to be a problem. Somebody that get hurt, just me sitting around. So me working, I go to work on my day off just so I can get that chance to work. And I have. I used to work at a country club that's in Franklin, between Franklin and Bellevue. If you know the Nashville area, Franklin and Bellevue, right in between, it's a country club called Old Natchez Country Club. Cool, upscale place. And I, I think on a couple of my podcasts, I have shot them out before. I thank them for the opportunity that they gave me because, one, they hired me as a prep cook, and I, I did some of the prep cooking, and everything was good. Uh, even did some dishwashing work. But I used to go to early in the morning, then get off into nighttime. Then in the process of that, I can be doing prep cooking, end up in the dish pit, then end up doing something on the golf course just because I'm trying to get this money. I got six kids, five kids I see on the daily, five kids I try to see on the daily. It's been hard because, no, I don't got my vehicle. And, again, it's just... People want to say they family, and then people want to try to shoot you down. And it's worse when the people that supposed to be your family is not there. I don't ask for much. I mean, any time that I do try to get something for somebody, I try to pay that shit back because I don't want nobody to hold that shit over my head. That's just facts. But it also comes down to the point If we really family How can you throw shit up in my face? How can you Try to tear me down? And I mean not all of my family But again though Motherfucker you sleeping with my grandmama You gonna try to disrespect me? I don't know you Charles Murphy is my grandfather So I don't call you grandfather I don't call you grandfather, pops, or nothing I call you ass Jimmy That's just facts Charles Murphy will always be my grandfather And I don't call nobody else grandfather for that reason My last name is Murphy I always would look at my grandmama as Elizabeth Murphy yeah, she's married, she took his last name, but if you were Murphy, if you if I was a kid and you presented yourself as a Murphy, damn it, you're a Murphy. You can put a band-aid over it, but in the end you still a Murphy. Now I think my grandmama took my grandfather's last name. I really should figure out what my grandmama's uh maiden name is, but Everybody's Murphy. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not to get nobody to look down on me or nobody to feel sorry for me. 
this really is just to get some shit off my chest, but it's also to get people to realize, like, hey, you probably got a family member that fell in the exact same way and going through the exact same thing. And you probably be one of those family members, that motherfucker dropped dead, you showing out, oh, my baby, oh, he know I would have did this and this. No. When my mama died, I watched a lot of motherfuckers do that shit. That's why when I told my ex-wife at the time we was married, man, don't have nobody at my fucking funeral because these motherfuckers didn't care and show that love to me while I was alive. So don't don't give me my praises when I'm dead because I'm not receiving them. Don't do that. But while I'm alive, you could you had that chance to make our love stronger, our bond stronger, but you didn't. But you show out in front of everybody, oh, my baby, you know, this and this and this. Oh, shout out to my cousin, Chandria. She's been A1 in my life and consistent too. I give her that. That's I'm sorry for not speaking on her name, but she's been A plus too. When I die, do not give me my... Matter of fact, let's do it this way. When I die, Chandria, Sweepy, my ex-wife, and my kids, my auntie, and my grandmama should be the only motherfuckers at my funeral. If you're not, if you're not one of the names that I just said, you shouldn't be at my funeral. I don't give a damn how much we fucked or what the fuck we did. Don't come to my funeral. My auntie, my grandmama, my cousin Sweepy, my cousin Chandrell. Nobody else. I have a sister. She don't need to even come to my funeral. Because before I moved up here, I asked her, hey, I work so much, I need to sleep. But I got two days that I'm going to have off. I told her I buy you food because you didn't have, she didn't have nothing in the house. I'm going to buy you food. Only thing I need to do is sleep. When it came down to it, she wouldn't even answer the phone. She wouldn't even answer the door. I went to my auntie Shawana house and I did exactly what I was supposed to do. I slept the whole time because I was busting my ass trying to do something and get something better. So again, if you're out there and you hearing this, please, please reach out to your loved ones and really give them their blessings while they're here. The worstest thing in my life right now, I don't want to go to my kids and tell them that I'm going backwards. My kids looking at me as a disappointment would be the worstest thing. I love it when I can come to my kids with good news. Yeah, daddy just got his car. Yeah, I paid for it. It's paid off. I like to see they look. Yeah, daddy's got two jobs. Daddy's... Standing out the streets I like the way they looking at me I got this place I like you know, My little My youngest daughter Gave me so much 
love for me getting my place and Dad, I can't wait to come to your house. Dad, I can't wait. We're going to watch movies. I'm going to make you breakfast. I'm like, yeah, baby. Yeah, this is, this is ours. This is Murphy right here. Reach out to your loved ones and give them their blessing. If you know that you have a cousin, a brother, whoever, that used to be in the streets and they doing better, trying to stay out in the streets, man, you don't have to... Get them money, but just hearing your praise and your knowledge, it helps out a lot. I don't get that. I get more praises from my cousin Chandria. I get praises from my cousin Sweet Pea. That right there, if my kids went in the picture, them two is the two that I would hate to let down. I would hate to call my cousin and be like, man. I'm in jail. Well, what'd you do? Man, I was selling drugs. Because she's not going to tell me she's disappointed. But I know that she is. So reach out to y'all loved ones and let them know, hey, we here. We appreciate you trying to straighten your life up. Especially being a black man in the South. You know how hard that shit is. Now think about you, a black man in the South with felonies. It's the most hardest thing to to do is to stay on the straight path. But I'm trying to do that. I'm also I'm also trying to figure out what is my goal, what is my legacy. I mean, yeah, I can play around with my tattoo equipment. That's not my legacy. Right now, I want my legacy to be, I learned, I'm learning marijuana. And I'm learning marijuana not for the wrong reasons, is because in the state of Tennessee, we have a opium problem. We have a meth problem. We have a prescription problem. No heroin, pills, um, crystal meth, that's our problem. So would you rather for your kids or family members to go and do those drugs and fuck up their life or you rather for them to smoke weed? So I've been trying to vote for every bill to get marijuana here. I've been trying to get people to realize, hey, this is not only to get somebody high, but it all have it also have healing abilities. And again, I said this on another podcast that I had. I know people who have MS, I done, uh, arthritis, um, eating disorders, different shit. My daughter was going to get a feeding tube put in her. And my ex-wife being in the nursing field, she was like, I don't want my daughter to have a feeding tube because it's going to be hard for the amount of time that they wanted to keep her on that. It was going to be hard for her body to bounce back from that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I blew. I I just smoked. (laughs) That was it. I smoked around her. She ate more. By me smoking around her, and again, some of y'all might say it's wrong, but this is to save my child's life. And you will never understand that until you're in that situation. But marijuana kept a feeding tube out of my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. 
the day that we posted went in for them to check her again to make sure that everything was okay for them to put the feeding tube in her they came to us and like well look the, the doctor was like look I got some good news and I got some bad news good news is your daughter don't need a feeding tube bad news I know why she don't need a feeding tube he said I can't say this is right but as a father as a parent I would have probably did the same thing so reach out to your loved ones let them know that y'all are here because you never know it could be the end I'm trying to hold on I'm trying to fight I'm trying to do whatever it takes for me to keep going on and again I have a couple of mental problems no I I have uh, damn some shit that the army people have like post-medic stress some shit I'm also bipolar I also got depression uh I can't think of what the word was for the army or what the initial was, but I'm a very paranoid person. I put 17 cameras up around a one-bedroom apartment. Now I'm in a three-bedroom trailer. You know how many cameras I'm trying to put up around this motherfucker? I'm trying to put a shitload of cameras up. I mean, let your family members or your loved ones really know that, hey, you're there. Because when they're dead and gone, you know, or they know and you know that you won that support system. Just like now, I don't have no support system. Eh, my cousin Sweet Pea, my cousin Chandria, those are my support system. Oh, my grandmama, I gave her hers. My grandmama asked her for some help earlier this year and she helped me. Those are my support system. That's all I have. Well, this has been Murphy Talk. I love y'all. Thank y'all for no sticking with me. I'm hoping that I can bring y'all more content. I'm trying my best to figure out how I'm going to have a way for anybody that's out there to reach out to me. I would like for people to come with me or come together with me and sit down and talk with me. I'm still working on that. I'm trying to get some features. I'm just trying to figure out how to get those features. Peace, love, and head grease. This is Murphy Talk. Murphy Game be my brand. I mean, y'all already know who I am. Thank y'all for y'all time.